Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He loves to hear the wind sing As it whistles through the pines on mountain peaks And he loves to hear the raindrops As it falls to the ground in a magic melody And he smiles in sweet approval As the waves crash to the rocks in the heart of Creation joins in unity and sings in him majestic symphony. But his favorite song of all is the song of the redeemed. When we're all sing like the sound of They sing the holy, holy is the land. Holy, holy, holy is the land. Heaven's choirs in harmony lift up praises to the great I am. God bless all of you. So glad you joined us today. I hope you are enjoying your Sunday. Um, I just noticed I didn't see Brittany uh, Wednesday and I didn't see Brittany tonight. want to make sure uh, everything's okay with her. If anybody can check on her. Um, 
I guess we can email or something, but I didn't see it, so I just wanted to make sure everything was all right with Brittany. I forgot to mention it on uh, Wednesday because she's usually here. I want to give a great big shout-out to everybody in the uh, chat room. Brother Anthony, good to see you. Uh, Brother JLC, good to see you. He put our links down. Uh, Brother Hamp, good to see you. Brother Hamp's sister, Christine uh, Mellows, good to see you, Christy. Uh, Anthony, good to see you, Brother Anthony. Howard, God bless you, Howard. It is a blessing to uh, be here. So glad you joined us to today. If you're listening on iHeartRadio and you don't, you're not in the chat room, you can always, if you miss a message, you can always go over to... Um, you can make sure you go over to the uh, website, commonsensenation.net. We do have a page set up especially for um, the gospel messages. We also have just created a Facebook page only for the gospel message. We're so sl- slowly working some things in. And we have that YouTube station. And we've been trying to start uploading more videos on there too for the gospel. And that's only the gospel uh, we only do gospel stuff on those particular ones. Oh, JLC said Brittany had to work Wednesday. She should be here tonight. Okay, then. I'm glad to let know everything was okay with uh, Brittany. Um, we got a familiar message. You can see from the title, we got a familiar message that most people have um, are familiar with. And so today we are going to be discussing a familiar uh, passage in the scripture And before we even read that particular passage, uh, I want to say something. There there are some things that are essential in order to keep living and breathing. For instance, you need oxygen in order to keep breathing. If you don't believe me, just try to stay on this earth without oxygen. (laughs) If you run out of oxygen, you will cease to breathe. Now, fire also needs oxygen to burn. Um... There, there may be some fancy new way they've come up with. You don't need oxygen, but in order to start a fire, there must be oxygen or what is known as an oxidizer in order to start a fire. So today we're going to be going over some necessary elements in order to get to heaven. The gospel consists of what uh, we like to call uh, some essentials. Not that the, the other part is not important. But there are some essentials uh, in the gospel um, that is a matter of salvation. And there are some non-essential, which are important, but you don't lose your salvation. Pre-tribulation, post-tribulation is not a matter of you losing your salvation. Whether you sprinkle with baptism or full immersion, we can debate that, but I don't think you're going to lose your salvation over that. But what we're going to be talking about today, the new birth, uh, is one of those things that you're going to have to have in order to get to heaven. Now, we're going to be in John's Gospel, uh, the third chapter, and we're only going to read three verses, but we're going to cover more, but we're only going to read three verses. And it reads, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, uh, for no man can do the things, can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And we want to talk about briefly, you must be born again in order to go to heaven. Not, not if, ands, and buts about this. You must be born again in order to get to heaven. This, this is not uh, the doctor of common sense saying this. This is not uh, Billy Graham saying this. This is not the Apostle Paul saying this. This is not T.D. Jakes. This, this is not uh, Joe Osteen, the Pope. The Lord Jesus Christ himself is making this proclamation to Nicodemus. So if Jesus said it, because are well, we going to argue that Jesus is not saying that in the text? If we're going to make that argument, you might as well just throw everything else in the trash. This is, this is Jesus talking. This is not me talking. It's not left up to me. It's not left up to my interpretation. But the story of the master speaking with Nicodemus is one that is quite fascinating. Many say that Nicodemus came at night because he did not want anyone to see him talking to Jesus. This could be true because uh, Nicodemus was, uh, was, as the text says, a ruler of the Jews. Most people who are supposed to be the one people go to for knowledge would not want people to know or they don't, they don't want people knowing that they are going to someone else uh, who has no formal education. Jesus had not attended a university and yet Nicodemus was coming to Jesus and he came to him at night. Uh, everyone who knew Nicodemus probably thought that Nicodemus was the standard. Nicodemus was a, was a Pharisee. There are only uh, two Pharisees in the Bible that seems to have come to the faith. That, that should be, I don't, I, I'm not saying no other ones uh, have came to the faith, but there's only technically two that we know who are Pharisees in the Bible that came to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Should that, should that not get your attention? <laughs> that only two of these Pharisees who's supposed to be the cream of the crop when it came to uh, religion. Nicodemus is one, even though it does not talk about his conversion in this particular chapter we're going to be reading, but we know that Nicodemus came with Joseph of Arimathea. They were the ones that took Jesus' body and buried it. So evidently, Nicodemus got some from this conversation uh, that he's going to have with the master. In John chapter 19, it says, And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night, and brought a mixture of myrrh and olives, uh, uh, about a hundred pound weight. So evidently, Jesus said something to him that night. Notice that. Nicodemus seeked out Jesus, whether you want to argue if he came to him by night. He seeked out Jesus. Evidently, Jesus got through, right? So if you seek after him, <laughs> if you earnestly seek after him, what did, did he deny Nicodemus? He taught him a lesson. 
the other Pharisee that became a believer, you're, you're familiar with him, fellow who wrote uh, most of the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, he was a Pharisee. It, it could be also that Nicodemus came to see the Lord Jesus at night because he was a very busy man, being a ruler of the Jews. And the nighttime was the best time to come. Or as they would say, the nighttime was the right time. Uh, he no doubt was a man with a high moral character. See, just don't ignore it. It ain't like Nicodemus was out there just doing all kind of sinning. A Pharisee normally wasn't one who uh, practiced like all these strict customs. They, they adhered to the quote, the law, even though they didn't understand the spiritual side of the law. Nicodemus was not a man out there just uh, doing blatant out sinning, going against God. So let's just don't ignore that. Yet he still needed to be born again. He was at least seeking some answers from this one who had been performing great miracles. And this was a sign that God was uh, with Jesus because Nicodemus came to the conclusion that the only way you can do all the stuff you're doing is God's got to be with you. You also must remember that the Lord always had a large crowd around him. So it could have been next to impossible to get a a long time with Jesus. <laughs> uh, I believe that someone must have set up this meeting between Jesus and Nicodemus. Oh, the Bible doesn't say that. But I don't believe that Nicodemus just found his house by himself and went in there and found Jesus alone. No, I don't believe it happened like that. I do believe, I, I don't know who set the meeting up. Could have been Peter. Could have been Andrew. I don't know who it was, but evidently somebody set this meeting up between Jesus and Nicodemus because how would he have known where Jesus was located and how would he have been able to catch Jesus alone? Nothing's better than getting with Jesus with some alone time. You will also notice that Nicodemus, who many believe sat on the Sanhedrin council, all Pharisees were not part of the Sanhedrin council. There was only 70 members. It was consisted of scribes and Pharisees, but not all Pharisees set on the Sanhedrin Council. He had respect for the master Nicodemus did because he called him rabbi. He recognized that the Lord was indeed a teacher uh, or some translation, translation says that he, he said master. He did not yet know that Jesus was the teacher of all teachers, master of all master, king of king and lord of lords. What he also did not understand is that all of the scripture that he had been reading in the scrolls, they pointed to the one he was uh, speaking to. You will notice something else he says. He says, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. We know it. <laughs> For no man can do the, these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. We've come to the conclusion. We had a meeting at the Sanhedrin and we came to the conclusion that you must be from God. It's, is it possible that the other folks of the other Sanhedrin knew that uh, Nicodemus was going to meet Jesus? Who is this we that uh, he's speaking about? So not only did uh, he know that Jesus was a teacher, that was come from God. Others 
uh, of the Sanhedrin also knew it as well. Yet their evil hearts would uh, still want the Lord Jesus to kill or crucified. What that proves to me, jealousy and envy is a dangerous thing. I do believe it was Shakespeare who called jealousy the green-eyed monster. Oh, beware, my lord, of jealousy, he said. It is the green-eyed monster which do it mock the meat it feeds on. Jealousy is so dangerous because it can never be quenched. Even after revenge, it's like a black hole that is never satisfied. Jealousy makes people kill and destroy people even if the person has not even wronged them. You will notice that Nicodemus in our text shows Jesus' respect by how he addresses him, but the master does not even address what Nicodemus has just said. He moves past uh, the, the flattery. He gets to the root uh, of what Nicodemus needs to know. It could be that he is looking at what Nicodemus really wanted to know, but Nicodemus comes with flattery and small talk before he gets to the question. He don't even get a chance to ask the question. Jesus must have read his mind. It's something that you're looking for, Nicodemus. And I'm going to tell you what the problem is, Nicodemus. Oh, that's all that's good, what you said. He don't even address that. He says, very, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Wait one minute. That ain't even what I was talking about, Jesus. I said, no man can do the things that you've been doing unless God be with him. He said, yeah, I heard all that. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Forget entering. <laughs> it is as if the Lord is saying, amen, amen, or listen very closely to the words that are coming out of my mouth, Nicodemus. Don't forget that Nicodemus is a learned man that the master is speaking to. He's saying to him that not only... Can you not get to heaven without being born again? But you cannot have no real concept on what heaven is if you are not born again. This is what uh, they call regeneration. See, regeneration is not anything we can do. This is like this is like a $55 word, regeneration. See, regeneration is not nothing you can do. Mm. This, this, this is hard for some people to understand this. See, regeneration is the work of a sovereign God. It is the Holy Spirit granting someone who has heard the gospel new life. Granting it to them. That's why Romans chapter 10 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, how can they call? How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him who they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? So you don't become born again by some experience you had. If you don't hear the gospel, there is no rebirth. Skirt, rewind, mass play. 
If you don't hear the gospel, your experience is not rebirth. No miracle is rebirth. You got to hear the gospel. Regeneration is the Holy Spirit raising a dead sinner from the grave mindset. It is a supernatural work that is performed by the Holy Spirit. You remember how God started with the first man, don't you? See, sometimes you got to go back to the beginning. You got to go back to Genesis. After God had created a body out of clay, the man had a body, Adam, but there were, was still no life in that body. It says in chapter 2, verse 7 of Genesis, Then the Lord, God, formed a man from the dust of the ground. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Did Adam help God out? Adam's dead. He got a body, but it ain't, no, it ain't no pulse. There's no life in there. He became a living soul because the breath of God breathed on him. When did man become a breathing or a physical? He come into the physical realm. How did he get here? It was when the breath of God was breathed on him, he became alive. Adam had a body. But there was no life in that body until the giver of life breathed into his nostrils. It's God who gives life. Period. So even the first physical being became a living being only after God gave him life. Who gave life to him? Oh, I know they say that you came from this, this, this big blob or something. It just evolved over billions and billions of years. Please don't embarrass yourself with that. You cannot become born again on your own work, period. I don't care how long you wait. You can wait a trillion years. The Lord Jesus says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them and I will raise them up at the last day. Does your Bible say that too? Is there anyone who helped with their own physical birth? Can I please see a show of hands? Because I like to talk to you. I need to talk to you how you gave physical birth to yourself. You helped your mother and your father out birth you. You helped the doctors give birth to you. Can you make the argument that I am the reason I was born into this world? Who makes that argument? Well, the same principle applies.
applies to the spiritual birth. Titus 3 and 5 says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration. That is, and renewing of the Holy Ghost. What you say? First Peter chapter 1 says, Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfinged love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word of God. How you get born again? Which liveth and abideth forever. You got to hear the word. You want to get born again. I don't know what you was born of, but you weren't born again because you ain't got no word in you. You will never be born again without belief in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. This rebirth that we are speaking on happens miraculously. By the work of the Holy Spirit. If you have ever read Ezekiel chapter 37, most of you are familiar with that. You realize that it's referring to the valley of the dry bones. Not only are these dead people, but there is not even skin on their bodies. <laughs> so, so we know there ain't no life there. It ain't even no skin there. These are bones. Ezekiel says, that the spirit of the Lord carried him to this valley. What carried you, Ezekiel? The spirit of the Lord. Spirit of the Lord is here. Then God asked him to take a survey of what he sees. <laughs> Ezekiel says, God caused me to pass by them, the bones, round and about. Behold, there were very, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. <laughs> he says, not only were they dry, but they were very dry. This is the state that we are all in before regeneration. You are just like these dry bones. You ain't even got skin on your body. God then asks Ezekiel a question. I like how the Lord just, he likes to ask questions. He already knows the answer. He's trying to get you involved. Son of man, can these bones live? And I answer, oh Lord God, thou knowest. Can these dry bones be brought to life is what almighty God is asking Ezekiel. Ezekiel's reply is, only you know, Lord God. <laughs> but then the Lord says to Ezekiel, prophesize upon these dry bones. Preach to the bones, Ezekiel. I want you to prophesy to these dry bones and say to them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Was it Ezekiel's preaching that brought this about? I need to ask that question. No matter how good a preacher or a Christian you are, only the Lord can cause dead people to be regenerated. Your job as a believer is to be obedient to thus what thus saith the Lord. Because the text then says, thus saith the Lord God unto these bones. Who's speaking Ezekiel? Thus saith the Lord God unto these dry bones. Behold, 
I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. It is the Lord that is causing breath to enter these dry bones. This is what the Holy Spirit does when we are born again. The scripture then says, and I will lay sinew upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. And ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, Ezekiel says, as I was commanded. <laughs> and as I was, I prophesied, there was a noise. Mm. And behold, a shaking and the bones came together, bone to its bone. Mm. And when I beheld, lo, the shinu and the flesh came upon them. Is it because Ezekiel can preach so good? And the skin covered them above, but there were no breath in them. See, they didn't did all this and they still can't do nothing because they still dead. Now, the dry bones are no longer dry and everything so far has been done by God Almighty. But there still is no life in these dead bodies. When you hear people boasting about finding Jesus as if the Lord Jesus was lost, you should feel sorry for them. For being so deceived. They are no more able to find Jesus. Than these dead bodies. Or these dead bones. Are able to give life unto themselves. That Ezekiel is preaching to. But the Lord then tells Ezekiel. To prophesy to the wind. Notice a lot of times. When you hear wind in the Bible. It's really talking about the spirit wind. It says thus saith the Lord God. Come from the four winds. O breath and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came unto them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. These dry bones grew sinews and flesh because God performed a miracle. When the Lord Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus. It is what he is referring to because in John chapter 3 it says after the Lord said to Nicodemus you must be born again. Nicodemus said unto him how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? This seems like Nicodemus being a teacher of the people should know better. At least he should have a concept of some spiritual thing. It's obvious that this is a spiritual a metaphor he's speaking of. But when you talk to people that do not know God, it's like speaking a foreign language to them. They have no concept on spiritual things because they're not spiritual. They're religious. I'm very religious. I've been going to this church for the, so long. Nicodemus was a learned man who was very religious, but he was not spiritual as it relates to the true God. There are a lot of people who sound like Christians. They even act like Christians. Well, tell you know, they'll tell you how long, how long I've been attending this. My, my granddaddy grew up in this church. My grandma, my granddaddy helped, my great granddaddy helped build this church. We're trying to talk about Jesus and you telling me about a building. I want to talk about Jesus and you tell me how long you went to a certain church. I just 
talk to you. I'm trying to have a conversation about the master's teaching and you're telling me about some 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 earthly, worldly things that has nothing to do with spiritual knowledge. Oh, I'm happy for you. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with going to the same church for a long period of time. But you know what I found is frustrating to me? I've tried to talk to some people who's supposed to be like pillars in the church. And you try to have a conversation about something spiritual to these people. I swear, it's like I'm speaking Russian or something. They don't have a clue what they're talking about. You mention a Bible verse, they take off somewhere else talking about some earthly thing. You mention something else about the Bible, some some particular text. Because you're about to get excited because they say they want to talk about Jesus. And you get excited. Well, next thing you know, they took off in space somewhere. I'm like, come on back down here. No, I'm talking about the, the word. They want to talk about everything. We having a fundraiser. What they got to do with the scripture I just I mentioned to you. They'll tell you how long they attend the church. They'll tell you. Uh, matter of fact, someone can even quote the Bible. Don't ask them to, to go into detail on anything about that text. Most people would call these people good family people too. Have you ever heard that before? The woman is a great wife by worldly standards. The husband is a great man by worldly standards. Anybody looking at these people say these are good people. Matter of fact, they are pretty, pretty dang good parents. They, as a matter of fact, from the world standards, if you met them, you say, I like these. These sound like some good people. They are, they're very lockable. Have you ever met anybody like this before? I'm not talking about somebody. You just look at some people and say, that's a devil. You Because, know, I mean, you can just pick out some devils. It don't even have, they don't even, you don't even have to talk to them. You can look at their actions, the way they carry themselves, the way they talk. You say, that's a devil right there. I'm not talking about them kind of people. Those are easy to identify. I'm talking about the ones who seem like pillars in the community. The ones who seem like they got it going on. They're married. They got a good family. They seem very respectful. Don't curse. They don't cheat on each other. None of that. And I try to, you try to have a conversation about the word of God. I swear it seems like you're speaking foreign language because they're not born again. This is, this is the sad part. You, you, you feel sympathy for them. Matter of fact, you start telling them about some spiritual thing because you're trying to lead them down this road. They'll be saying, oh yeah, I got baptized when I was uh, 13 years old. What that got to do with anything? You was baptized. So you got wet, you took a bath. You're supposed to get baptized. I'm knocking that. But being baptized does not save you. I don't care how wet you get. You can go take get baptized in every freaking river that it is to be baptized in. You can almost go in the water until you drown. Does not save you. If you meet these people, most of you, you'll like these people. I've liked some of these people. I said, I mean, you like talking to them as long as you're talking about some other stuff, not scriptural, biblical stuff. If you're talking about some other thing, politics or sports or uh, some in particular, some profession they're in, you can have a nice conversation with them, food or something like that. But they know nothing about spiritual things. They're like Nicodemus when it comes to the true things of God. Listen to what the master says next. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. 
Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. He coming back to it again. Let it go, Jesus. The wind blow it where it listen. And thou hearest the sound thereof, but canest not tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit must see when the Lord says, look at it, a man must be born of water and spirit. Did you notice that part right there? They see, now, most people see this, this meaning uh, uh, of a man must be uh, baptized in order to be born again. That's what they, they, that's what they attribute the water to, being baptized. It ain't got nothing to do with the water, baptism of the water. Nothing to do with it. Get that out your mind. I know you've been taught that before. I used to think the same thing when I was a babe in Christ. It has nothing to do with that. This is the reason so many have falsely stated that you cannot go to heaven unless you get baptized. So now that makes two ways you can get to heaven. Believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and being baptized. Are they saying that believing in Jesus plus baptism will save you? <laughs> now, I think that you should be baptized because that's what the master teaches. But if you trust Jesus as Lord and Savior and are not given a chance to be baptized, you can still go to heaven, ask the thief on the cross. But what the master, I believe, is referring to with being born of water and spirit, the water and the spirit he's referring to is the same thing. Now, the reason I'm going to say this is because I'm going to give you another example, because whenever I say something, I like to give you an example from Scripture. You remember over in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, <clears throat> when John the Baptist says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to, to, to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Does that mean the day that you get regenerated, you receive the Holy Ghost and you receive fire? You get both of them. <laughs> <laughs> not only do you get the Holy Ghost, you get fire. <laughs> no, it means uh, the, the, the Holy Ghost is the fire. It's, it's two and the same. <laughs> the Holy Ghost brings the fire. <laughs> that means the fire in you gives you a life. So the, the spirit in the water is the same. You, don't, you, you can't understand and comprehend the, the waves or whatever. It, it's, it's the same in our text because the flowing of the spirit of God will come like a rushing of a stream of water. It's just like when you see a tide of water coming in or a mudslide which happened because of a tide of water. The Holy Spirit comes in like a rushing of a mighty water. Like on the day of Pentecost, you remember? And suddenly there was a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And, they were, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Then the Lord Jesus gets basic and technical. He says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. The flesh can only produce fleshly things. And the Holy Spirit only produces spiritual things. Can a person give birth to themselves in the physical? 
So how can a person who seeks to be born from above give a spiritual birth to themselves? The Lord Jesus stops the chatter by saying flesh produces flesh and the spirit produces spirit. Marvel that I I say unto thee, you must be born again. It's as if the master is saying this is such basic elementary things. Surely being a teacher, you should get this. You should get this, Nicodemus, since you are a teacher and you've been studying all this time. Matter of fact, you are the teacher of the people. So if I give you this this basic example that was born of the flesh, is flesh, that was born of the spirit, is spirit. Surely you can comprehend that. But Nicodemus is still confused. Then the Lord says, the wind blow it where it listen. (laughs) And thou hearest the sound thereof. But can is not tell whence it cometh, and whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Did you did you get that? See the wind bloweth where it listeneth, whatever that means. And thou hearest the sound. You can hear where the wind is blowing. You say, "Where's that coming from?" Jesus says, "There." I mean, but can is not tell whence it cometh, and whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. I was thinking on this exact scripture just on yesterday. I was outside. I was attempting to do a video. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the wind started blowing. I had, a, I had no idea. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where that wind came from, nor could I tell you where it was going. It was as if the Lord himself was breathing on me or blowing on me saying, this is what I mean. It was sort of a, it was, it was kind of warm outside. So the wind felt good blowing on me. Maybe Nicodemus was not going to get what the master was saying that night. But maybe after he received the Holy Spirit, he felt the wind blowing one day and it brought his memory back to the conversation that he had with the Lord Jesus that night. Uh, When we look at our text, it, it is clear that Nicodemus has not got it yet because it says Nicodemus answered and said unto him, how Can these things be? Nicodemus is saying, I'm confused, teacher. (laughs) Now, if you can remember being in school, sometimes the teacher would say, if you don't understand, raise your hand. 
And if you still don't understand, you can stay after class or maybe come early in the morning before school starts. You could even stay after school so I can have more time to cover this difficult concept to you. Nicodemus has showed up after school. <laughs> He's eager to learn from the master on who God really is. Or he is curious on how Jesus is performing all of these miracles. He ain't got the concept yet. Jesus is saying at least twice to him already, you got to be born again. See, that's the concept. See, the message is we got to get some rebirth in you. You're not going to heaven. Any of you trying to talk about heaven because you're not going to understand the concept, Nicodemus, until there is a regeneration, until there is a new birth, until the Holy Spirit comes in and takes out your black heart, takes out and gives you a new mind you can't comprehend. He has knowledge that God is uh, with this good teacher because the evidence is so evident. The Lord Jesus ignores the statement about miracles and addresses the root of the problem. It is as if, if, if Jesus is saying, you don't need to be worrying about miracles, Nicodemus. You need to get born again or you will not see heaven. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about cutting through it. <laughs> when you think about this, it's kind of insulting how the master addresses him. Can you imagine that you went to your professor or your teacher that you take a class from, and you tell them how much you enjoy being in their class. You tell them that they are the best teacher you ever had. But they turn to you and say, you need to get some clear understanding. Wait a minute, I just gave you a compliment. <laughs> you say, I'm kind of taken back by that. I'm trying to give you compliments. And he was talking about, I need to be able to do some stuff to get to heaven. That ain't even, I haven't even asked my question yet. I was trying to flatter you. <laughs> but it's like the Lord Jesus is saying, I don't have time for small talk, Nicodemus. You must be born again. The reason that you and some of the other leaders don't get me is because you're dead. And in a nutshell, that's what he's saying. You're never going to get me. You're never going to understand me. I'm, I sent John the Baptist first to try to open up, telling you to repent. All of you need to repent. All of you need to take a bath in your mind. And he's preparing the way to receive the word, but you're not going to be able to get it. So first of all, you got to accept the teachings, the word right there. And then the rebirth is going to come along. You got to hear the gospel. Are you hearing what I'm saying, Nicodemus? You only operate from a human standpoint. I'm operating as uh, the one who is from above. I operate from a spiritual standpoint, which you cannot understand unless the Holy Spirit invades your mind. Can, you, can we argue that every person is born a human? Now, I know, I know some people don't act <laughs> very human to you, but we all have fleshly bodies. Are there some other kind of flesh that we don't know about? See, the same applies to the spiritual birth. The spiritual birth is from above. Therefore, we have nothing to do with it since we are earthly creatures. Oh, I know you think you're heavenly. There's a lot of people who think they're just angels. But none of us have ever been to heaven. Have we? Have you ever been to heaven? Because I need to talk to you. I want to know how it was if you've been there. 
we should pray to be born again. If we have not been born again, don't allow pride to keep you from going into your prayer room and asking God to come in and give you the rebirth. You can't do it on your own. Can't do it. Mm-mm. You can say what you want to about Brother Nicodemus. He was singing that old temptation song. You, you remember the old temptation song? I believe Nicodemus came in there saying that. Ain't you proud to be? <laughs> in his case, he was saying, I ain't too proud to ask. You have not because you ask not. We must throw ourselves on the mercy of heaven's court because we are never to be regenerated and we are never to have the new birth without the Holy Spirit doing the work. See, no real war is going on in the body until the rebirth happens. But once you are born again, war breaks out in your soul. It does. See, before you were born again, let, let me give you an example. If you look at Galatians chapter 5, it says, For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that there are they cannot do whatever they want to do. See, before you're born again, you don't have the spirit. So there ain't really a war going on. Oh yeah, some people say, yeah, I'm struggling. But they're not really struggling from the, the things of God's standpoint. See, a non-believer can have struggles. Because not everybody who's non-believer just go out and just commit crimes. There's a bunch of people who do the right thing. As far as the world is concerned. But what's going on up in their mind? See, the non-believer is really of the same substance that they're fighting with. They may be indifferent on some issues that they're struggling with. But one who has been born again has a new nature that is foreign to the flesh. Are we going to argue that God is not holy? So if you're born again, the holiness of God dwells in you, right? So this is some foreign. I don't care how good you think you are. You're not on God's level when it comes to being holy. So if you're born again, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Therefore, a foreign entity has entered your soul, your body. And therefore, war breaks off because the, the flesh is hostile towards the Lord Jesus Christ that abides in you now. Then the Lord Jesus says to Nicodemus, are thou a master of Israel? And knowest not these things. This is simple, Nicodemus. You should get this. You will notice if you read the rest of John chapter three, Nicodemus does not speak anymore for the rest of the chapter. This is a good lesson. See, you, you, you may have never heard this before, but if you read the rest of John, Nicodemus never says another word. He goes like Job. He puts his hand on his mouth and he listens to Jesus preach. He said, don't need me talking no more right now. <laughs> I'm in class now. I'm going to shut up now because evidently I'm not getting it. If I just sit here and meditate, pray and ask God to come in, if I listen to him enough, Maybe I catch what he's got. Nicodemus does not speak anymore. It was as if the text is saying Jesus wanted to strip away all of the pride of Nicodemus first. See, that's what has to happen when you come to Jesus. You got to disrobe yourself of your pride. Now, you, all this, I'm, I'm, I don't need no saving. Okay, then. I'm not going to argue with you. 
Because if you think you're good enough to get to heaven, have at it. See how that works out for you. There's a bunch of people. I bet you if you can talk to everybody who's died, I guarantee you 100%. Everybody who's died who didn't know Jesus, who did not accept Jesus, if you could speak with them right now, they'll say, they'll be doing like that man who said, let me go back and warn my, my family members. They don't want to come to this place. Uh-uh. This is a bad place. See, even if you set yourself on fire here, it's nothing compared to eternal damnation. So, Nicodemus evidently is being, he's been stripped of his pride, and so now he shuts up. He don't ask any more questions now, because yes, he came to the master, but there was still a certain amount of pride still in him. Just like there are proud people listening to me today that will say, I don't accept your message. It ain't my message. You're not hurting my feelings. This ain't my message. This ain't my gospel. You're not rejecting me. You're rejecting Jesus, not me. This is Jesus' gospel. I ain't got nothing to do with this. See, that mindset is a Pharisee mindset. That's why the Pharisees couldn't come to Jesus. Jesus said, if you're not sick, you don't need a doctor, right? They didn't realize they were sick. See, there's a lot of people running around saying, I'm not sick. <laughs> I'm not sick. They're spiritually bankrupt. They're spiritually sick. They said, I don't go out and commit no murder. I don't ever cuss. I don't ever do all this. You got you, you lie. You lie to yourself too. You, you may lust in your heart. You may lie in your heart. You deceive yourself. You think evil thoughts. All that's sin. You say, I'm better than such and such. That's not the requirements. Requirements is total perfection. So he's saying, Nicodemus, you need me. Technically, that's what he's saying. The master goes on to proclaim himself to be from heaven to Nicodemus. If you read the text, he literally tells Nicodemus, I'm not even from this world. Very, very, I say unto you, we speak that we do not, uh, we speak that we do know and testify what we have seen and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, ye believe not. How shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man had ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. Have you ever heard somebody talk to you like this? Think about this. This is Nicodemus. Jesus is saying to him, no man had ascended up into heaven, but he that came down from heaven. Is he not saying in the text, Nicodemus? I'm not from here. I'm from another world. Even the son of man, which is in heaven. He says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. I bet you Nicodemus could quote many facts from the Old Testament. Yet he did not comprehend the truths that were uh, proclaimed by the Lord Jesus. Nicodemus came at night and it seems he's still in darkness. The master was telling Nicodemus that he was the light that had come into the world. He was, he, he, he said uh, that, that there were, the problem with most humans is that they love darkness. He, he, he said they love darkness. He tells Nicodemus that technically Nicodemus, I'm a gift from God. Can you imagine somebody teaching like this? People say that, well, Jesus is another prophet. This is what he's saying. It's a famous scripture there. Everybody quotes, but they don't understand what Jesus is saying. Look what Jesus, he's talking to Nicodemus when he says this. 
He says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. I'm the gift to the world, Nicodemus. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. How arrogant is he? <laughs> is that arrogance or what? If it's true, it's not arrogance. He says, I'm the gift that keeps on giving, Nicodemus. You got to be born again. And guess where it starts? The buck stops right here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever. You got to be born again. It's the whosoever. Are you in the whosoever? Believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You can't get to heaven without being born again. He's saying the Old Testament that you've been reading about Nicodemus is being fulfilled as I'm speaking to you right now. In other words, I am the promised one that you have been studying about all your life. I'm here. He's saying God sent me so you would not be condemned. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God moves you into a position to be born again by hearing his word. Did you hear what I say? You cannot get in a position to be born again without hearing his word. And don't get stubborn and cocky with it here. Because you're not hurting my feelings. You're not hurting Jesus' feelings. You're not hurting those who have already received him and been born again. We got our ticket. See, then by the power of the Holy Spirit, you are born again if you receive the word. You cannot become born again without hearing the word of God. So if you are in the woods and you never heard the gospel, you are not becoming born again by your experience talking to the tree in the wilderness. I want to give you an example of what I'm talking about. Over in Acts chapter 10, there's a story over there. Some of you are familiar with the story. Acts chapter 10. Peter had a vision. And Cornelius had a vision. Cornelius is a centurion. He's, he, he, he's not Jewish. Peter's Jewish. He's Gentile. Neither Peter or Cornelius came up with the vision on their own. See, don't ignore that particular story. Just like when Daniel got the revelation... It ain't Daniel's revelation. Just like when Joseph got the revelation, it wasn't Joseph's revelation. Peter got a vision. Cornelius got a vision. Neither Peter or Cornelius came up with this vision on their own. It was God communicating with both men. After Peter arrived, after he got the vision, uh, Cornelius sent some men to go get Peter, said uh, the God who was talking to me in my vision told me to send for Peter. He told Peter, some fellows are coming looking for you. Go with them. Both was obedient. Peter arrived in Caesarea, the text says. It then says, then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the providence of Judea 
beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil. <laughs> he said all of them was under the power of the devil. Jesus came to set the captives free. You can't get born again without Jesus. He came to unlock your chains because God was with him, Peter says. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. He said they killed him by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day because him to be seen, he was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen. Who did it? God did it again. You're going to notice a pattern of everything that happened is God doing the doing. By us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. That is again, he rose from the dead. He said we ate and drank with him. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is whom the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Listen to this part. This is the part. While Peter was still speaking these words, what was Peter doing? Was Peter preaching? Was he baptizing people? Was he raising the dead? Was he giving sight to the blind? No, he was preaching. While Peter was still speaking, it says, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. Did, did, did you get that? While Peter was speaking, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. They heard the word. They heard him preaching. And the Holy Spirit came in with regeneration. It goes on to say, the circumcised believers who had come with Peter, he got some more witnesses, were astonished. They were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit, what's a gift? Can you earn a gift? By definition, you cannot earn a gift. It says the circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. Pour you out a blessing. He just dumped it out on them while Peter was preaching. Now, Cornelius was obedient to God. God showed him a vision. Peter came there and started preaching. While he was preaching, it says the Holy Spirit broke in. <laughs> Here's the gift that Jesus promised. He says, I'm leaving, but if I leave, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send another. While Peter was speaking, the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. I believe it's saying that the preaching brought about, the truth of the preaching brought about the regeneration. See, your mind has been infiltrated by a bunch of worldly trash. 
Your concept of facts and truth cannot compute with the word of God because the word of God is spiritual. We're carnal. That's why it's so important to read the word. No, no, no. I don't want to have a pepper rabbit. I want you to preach the word because it goes in, it starts uprooting some of that trash out of your heart and your mind Said, I want to take this, I'll take some of that, I'll take some of this. And see, the part where it talks about laying aside things, Holy Spirit, once you get the regeneration and see the rebirth, all of a sudden it starts purifying you. Some things you used to think or do, all of a sudden you can't think that you look back and say, I can't believe I was doing that. I can't believe I said, I can't believe regeneration. Because once the, the Holy Spirit comes in, he wants to occupy. He wants to occupy. <laughs> he wants to occupy your mind. See, I beseech ye brotherings by the mercy of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable in God, which is your reasonable. It's just reasonable, all the things he's done for you. See, the rebirth can only happen by hearing his word. If you see people always having these services and nobody preaches the word, they're just jumping up and down, screaming and howling, jumping, oh my God, we had the Holy Spirit there. No, you didn't. Nobody's even preaching. Nobody even preached. I don't got no problem with jumping up. I don't got a problem with that. I don't got no problem with shouting and jumping, having a hallelujah time. I love it. But you better be some word in there preaching. No, no, no. You don't get in there. Nobody ain't read. Now, scripture. matter of fact, y'all had like a, a five-hour camp meeting, and not one single preacher has preached any word. You sung one song for an hour. You sung another one for 30 minutes. People start jumping up and hollering. You just put a microphone in people's face. Acting as if you you healing people, all that stuff right there. I don't got no problem with healing because God can heal. God can do miracles. But you should have a problem with people having a bunch of church and nobody's preaching the word of God. Because this ain't the only incident that you see people preaching and all of a sudden things happen. Even after the day of Pentecost, what's the first thing Peter started doing? He started preaching. He got full with the Holy Spirit. He started proclaiming the word of God. He did some miracles. Matter of fact, the miracles got him in trouble too. But when even when he, remember in the third chapter of Acts, when Jesus, I mean, when, uh, when uh, Peter and John was coming through and they healed a man who was crippled. And the people wanted to make a big deal. Peter said, hold on a minute. This ain't no big deal because we didn't do it. He said, the Jesus that you crucified, he's the one who gave this man strength to walk. It was Jesus. He said, we got the power now. We got the power because the Holy Spirit has regenerated us. We're not scared anymore. We're not scared because we are born again. See, it's two births. See, they almost act like this is something foreign now. Oh, you one of those born agains? Are you one of those born again? I'm a born again Christian. Ain't but one kind. <laughs> what do you mean you're born again Christian? That sounds like that's redundant. If you are born again, you are a Christian. It ain't but one kind of Christian. It's the born again kind. I'm a born again Christian. Back in the day, way back when Jimmy Carter was, I remember he came out with this and everybody, he said, I'm a born again Christian. And everybody started, and all of a sudden there was a phase going, everybody was saying, I'm born again, I'm born again. They was making fun of it almost. He's born again. He's a baseball player. He, 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 he got born again on his, on his new baseball career. 
<laughs> Everything was born again too. Like it, it means something. When we talk about born again, we talk about a heavenly birth. We're talking about a supernatural working of God's Holy Spirit. See, while hearing the word of God, it says the Holy Spirit came on these people like a wind blowing out of nowhere. While Peter was talking, Peter didn't even know it was coming. Bam! Holy Spirit shows up. While he was being obedient, preaching the word of God, it says, almost like a mighty wind just came in. Boom! Holy Spirit is there. Just, just got poured out on them while he was preaching. Peter didn't even know it was coming. Peter had no clue because it said those who was with Peter, they were astonished. They're like, what happened here? If you want to be born again, the first thing you must do is hear and read the word of God. You must pray that he sends his Holy Spirit to open up your heart and mind to revive you. See, that's what it, it gets in there. Romans 8 and 11 says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. John uh, 16 and 13 says, but when he, the spirit of truth, see that's what the Holy Spirit is called, the spirit of truth. That's why liars, constantly lying, can't be talking about the spirit of truth. Jesus said, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will disclose to you that is to come. And then only will you be able to say with Paul then, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So ask yourself today, have you really been born again or are you just playing church? Are you living off the things that grandma did? Are you living off the things that granddaddy did? Are you living off the things that mama and daddy did? Are you just going to church playing church? Or do you really want to be born again? You had one birth. It was a physical birth. Guess what? You had nothing to do with that one either. No, you didn't. I like to talk to you if you think you had something to do with your physical birth. Like, I was the one who planned uh, when I was going to be born. I planned everything before I came into existence. <laughs> so now you're telling me, the Bible says you are dead in your trespasses and sin. And you're telling me that you found Jesus. You're telling me that you are the one, the reason that rebirth happens. You see, I didn't have to hear the word. When I was a child, I got an experience. I was baptized at two. You had no concept of the gospel at two. You just didn't. You said that uh, I, I've been in church for a long time. I'm glad for you. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad you've been in church. Because it's a good thing to serve the Lord for a long time. As a song, songwriter once said, serving the Lord will pay off after a while, right? But serving for longevity does not necessarily. That's almost like saying... I put some trash in my trash can and I kept my trash for like 50 years. Does it turn into gold? No. That doesn't change anything. Longevity does not necessarily means growth. Does not necessarily means 
you've been born again. It doesn't mean you've been regenerated. Could have been. I'm not judging you. All I'm saying is be sure. Be sure that you see that's the thing you should ask yourself. You should ask yourself not when when you're in your in your in your private closet. You should actually go in and say, Lord, I want to be sure that I am born again because I know I can't get to heaven because you said so. I know I'm not able to get to heaven unless I am born again. So that's what should be the thing you should be looking for. You should be saying, I want to be born again because Jesus says I have to be born again in order to go to heaven. You're not going to heaven if you're not born again. He said, Nicodemus, let's cut all this uh, small talk or whatever. You said these miracles, I'm with God. Yeah, I'm good with that. I already know who I am. So you telling me who I am doesn't change anything. And it doesn't puff me up. It's like Jesus goes, oh, you don't, oh, you shouldn't have. Oh, gosh, you're making me blush, Nicodemus. He said, let's just cut through all that chase right there. We're going to cut through all of that, Nicodemus. Your problem is you need to be born again. He's talking to Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews, a Pharisee who sat on the Sanhedrin council. He said, the problem is, Nicodemus, you are too earthly minded. And when, as long as you stay in this earthly mindset, worrying about what everybody else is thinking, Nicodemus, you're not going to be able to be born again because being born again is from heaven. It's the new birth. It comes from heaven. <laughs> you can't come. Earthly carnal people cannot comprehend spiritual things until they get born again. You remember before you got born again, if you are born again, some things you'd be saying, that's difficult. I don't understand this. All of a sudden you get born again, you say, okay, then I get it now. Oh, you speaking my language now. Matter of fact, you don't even be listening. Somebody else start talking about Jesus. All of a sudden, it's like something just raised up in you. Saying, I heard that. Amen. Amen to that brother. Amen to that sister. Because there's some communication part. The Jesus in them is communicating with the Jesus in you. Have you ever had that happen before? You almost you almost don't have to say anything. It just be something that happens sometimes. You'll start talking to somebody. It's like the Jesus in you start talking to the Jesus in them. And it doesn't even take anything. All of a sudden, y'all about to have church up in here. Or you talk to somebody and you and you and you and you're trying to, they say they love Jesus. Did I hear you say you love Jesus? Wait a minute, can we have a conversation? Then you start talking, you say, Oh, I thought you said you love him. <laughs> That's what you said in your mind. You don't tell them because you don't want to hurt their feelings. <laughs> You don't tell that. I thought you said you loved you. We're going to have a Holy Ghost party right here. Yes, I will stop. I don't care what I'm doing. If you start want to talk about that and I see that you fired up about that, we can stop and have that conversation right then. I'll interrupt whatever I'm doing. But you don't really want to talk about it. You want to play church. You want to play as if you are born again. You want to. But see, Nicodemus, at least he got to the point. At first, he was curious. He tried flattery. Then he said, I'm confused. Can, I, can a man be born a second time? Then he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shut up and just listen. That's a mindset. The, the teacher is, is, is teaching. The master is teaching. Nicodemus said, I'm going to shut up and just listen. And so Nicodemus, you can go read it for yourself. Nicodemus does not talk no more throughout the gospel of John chapter 3. He said, okay, I didn't say it enough now. Evidently, I'm not getting it. Maybe I should just shut up and listen. Let me let Jesus uh, minister unto me. Let Jesus preach to me. Because it's obvious I'm not getting this. So I'm going to be quiet while Jesus talk. Evidently Nicodemus got it by closing his mouth. Because I told you in, the ch- in uh, chapter 19 of John, Nicodemus shows up. Let me, let me bear him because he's the one. 
We ain't got to look for no other. <laughs> He's the one. I remember what he was talking about right now. I understand it now. You must be born again in order to even see the kingdom of heaven. Let no one get there. Ask yourself today. Am I born again? And if you're not, you say, I want to make that prayer. Let us pray. Father, we pray that if someone is listening who has not received the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we pray that your Holy Spirit comes in and regenerate their mind. Let them accept your message. Let them repent of their sins. Let them come to the realization that they're not good enough to get to heaven. The only way that any of us are fit for heaven is because you died for our sins. We pray for all those in the common sense nation. We pray that you would gird up their minds and their hearts. Give them the knowledge. Give them the wisdom. Encourage them, Lord, to understand that it is you who is in charge. We pray that we pray for their health. We pray for their spiritual growth. And we pray for them financially and physical, Lord. We pray that you bless them and protect them in such an evil world. And we pray, Lord, that one day that we all would meet in heaven and sing those glorious hymns that we all truly had been born again. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. God bless you. And um, God keep you. I hope you in, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Uh, I see Brittany showed up. Good to see you, Brittany. We was worried about you. Uh, JLC told me you uh <laughs> you had to work on Wednesday. Uh, we didn't see you, but good to see you, uh, Brittany, and everybody else. Uh, Anthony, JLC, Eric, um, Jen, Howard, Christy, uh, Hemp. God bless all of you, and I hope you. Enjoy the rest of your uh, day. As I said before, I got the show started. We actually started a, uh, a Facebook page, and we only put gospel stuff on that one, too. We're, we're slowly building up, and we're going to end up separating everything, but we're getting everything in place. We got a YouTube station. We only put uh, gospel messages on. We, we put up a couple of past week. I think we put up like three of them on the U- at YouTube station. We also have a uh, Facebook page now that we have... Um, as a matter of fact, I didn't even get, I don't I don't think I gave GLC the uh <laughs> the link to to the uh the new Facebook page. Let me hold on just one second. Let me go get it for you. Let me see here. Um, oh, I think I got it saved here somewhere. What did I do with it? Uh, YouTube. Oh, here it is. Let me let me give it to GLC. I forgot to give it to GLC when I uh, when uh, when we came in. I, I forgot to uh, post it, but we do have a, um, uh, that's, what it, that's it right there, the God of the Bible. And it's a Facebook page, and we, we just put scriptures up. We just try to put a scripture up there uh, just about every day. We also post some of the videos uh, on there, uh, on the uh, Facebook uh, page. So, <clears throat> Christy says she needs someone to call her on Wednesday and make sure uh, I log in. <laughs> oh, uh, Chris is saying, yeah, he, uh, I owe her 15 minutes next week. <laughs> she said, I actually cut it short. 
Yeah, I cut it short of 15 minutes. Okay, I'm about I'm I'm to, to get a little bit long-winded next week. <laughs> Christine Mother said, I, I, I kind of cheated her uh, tonight. Uh, we, we, we cut it off at probably like an hour and, what, hour and 15 minutes? <laughs> Christine Mother said, you got to do at least an hour and a half. Don't, 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 it's been cheated. <laughs> God bless y'all. Um, uh, appreciate it, GLC. GLC said he, he added it uh, also. Um, I think there's a, supposed to be an alarm button. I think at JLC is mentioned. I think there's an alarm button that, they will, that you can click on um, Spreaker. I'm not for sure because I'm not familiar with how that alarm button works. But I think it, they'll, they'll alarm you if some kind of button, kind of like they do on, I think they do it on YouTube and some of the other ones. If somebody does something, it alarms you or gives you a, some kind of um, alert when somebody's going on. I don't know how well that works, but. Uh, we gotta remind. We gotta. We gotta remind Christy now. <laughs> send send her a message when we get ready to go on uh, on Wednesday or on Sunday. God bless you and uh, God keep you. Is our prayer. Running for